Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and all the other areas that we could come up with some kind of a greeting. So today's Dharma talk is titled, Awareness of Outflows. Outflows. Awareness of Outflows. Awareness. Awareness. Not controlling any damn thing. You're going to re receive different instruction from different teachers who also may have 150 years of experience. I don't know. If that takes you in that direction, please go. I have no, I have, I have no way of convincing you. I'm not interested in convincing you at all. Awareness. 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 Awareness that whenever anything happens out here in the apparent out here or in the apparent in here, just be aware of it. Don't add anything to it. You make any comment, the slightest deviation will fail to align with the proper attunement, as it says in what? Yeah, we study a lot of stuff. Probably in one of those. Uh, which one? Okuzamai? You know that for sure? Bet your life on it? <laughs> huh? Did you say show? Sure. Oh, sure? Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's, is that a Michigan accent? Sure. I'm slowly learning it. You're slowly learning it, yeah. You're doing well. It's from all that Sanskrit you're practicing. So something comes up, something comes up, and we add on, we comment, we, we push it down, we fluff it up. Aggression. The slightest aggression is still aggression, even if it's just a push. If you don't see that one, then you won't know what to do with the big one, the big aggression. So start with a little pushing, so you don't quite like something. Just be aware of that. Because if you try to shut it down, go away from it, add to it, cover it over with some kind of coding, which could be concepts, ideas, judgments, opinions, why it's happening, why it shouldn't have happened, why if it doesn't stop happening, then I'm going to, and so on. So awareness of outflows. This is what sitting practice is about. It is about seeing the truth yourself. Simply put, relative truth, ultimate truth, the two ways of looking at something that is not separate. So just to make a story of it, you're going along just fine. And then somebody, something, pardon me, something happens to... Uh, interfere with your what you're at, what you're up to, what you're doing, and triggers uh, something that you've been able to ignore for quite a while. And then something comes along and triggers that, and then causes that to arise. And that's when we add on the personhood, add on the the little condiments onto that. I like it. I don't like it. That's good. That shouldn't be happening. They shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? All of those are outflows. What arises has a right to be there. It is totally dependently arisen, and there's no, you don't need to validate anything or judge it or push it away or do anything with it. Don't do anything. Less is better. Don't do anything unless you have to. You might want to get to the wall and do even less. Sit down, sit in a symmetrical posture because you do have a little bit of say-so about that unless you were born off-center a little bit, and then sit in that posture. For you, that is 
symmetrical. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement. Be genuine. So you're going along fine, and then this happens over here, which trap or triggers something that happens, a reaction to what someone just said or to what someone is doing that they should not be doing. And then we, instead of just receiving that in its pure form, just 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 whatever happens, just receive that. And uh, as you receive that, uh, uh, receive all of the commentary that has spontaneously arisen from uh, what in the in the West we call the subconscious, but we might in in this in this tradition we call uh, the Ali Vijnana and all, or Vijnana, and also the uh, the seventh consciousness or the klesha mind or the problematic mind or the paranoid mind or that part of the consciousness that sucks itself together and protects itself with me and my stuff, my ideas, what I like, what I don't like, and what I'm not about to put up with anymore. As soon as you say, they oughta, that's it. I should, that's it. I, I, me, 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 me. Doesn't that get sickening after a while? Me and all my stuff and what I like, what I don't like. And people don't respect me and, and I'm all alone. I'm so sorry you're all alone. And I'm being sarcastic, of course. I may even be getting your attention. So observe when this happens, that happens. There's no person there. There's no personhood. You add on the personhood, the consciousness that has been sucking up into somebody, ego, personhood, will look for otherness to reaffirm. Well, it's because. Well, I've always felt this way. Well, this is what I was taught. This is difficult to, to describe this because it is something that needs to happen with your consciousness, not, I mean, I can talk about it. Anybody can talk about it. Any Dharma teacher talks about this in different ways. If you read Bodhidharma, if you read uh, Sekitokisan, if you read, uh, uh, read or study uh, um, Dogen Zenji, Tungpa Rinpoche, Longchampa, and lots of other teachers, and I'm not even mentioning that there are hundreds of them, all pointing to just see what this is. But you're not going to be able to see what it is if anytime anything occurs, you immediately take a position on it. I don't like that. Uh, well, I don't, and we're not saying, I'm not saying, I don't think anyone is, a Dharma teacher is actually saying that you need to uh, agree with anything. Or that you need to accept anything. I'm certainly not saying that. Don't accept anything. As soon as you come into the room called this world, just observe. Very difficult. Uh, especially when we have so many things around us telling us otherwise. One of the names for those other things are parents. Because they're terrified and they've found a way to shut down their fear by pretending there's a real world and a real life and, a, and you can have progress. Like General Electric said in the 1950s, progress is our most important product. I added the high-pitched voice. Progress is our most important product. 
Sounded pretty good in the 1950s. There is no progress. And there's no success. A spiritual path is not a success story, even though it's promoted that way in different lineages and different ways by different teachers, by different teachers that are also liberated. But you don't want to argue with the first noble truth. Life is suffering. That's not pessimism. Life is suffering. Stop objecting to the first noble truth to start with if you consider yourself a student of the Buddha's Dharma. Don't agree with it. Don't object to it. Don't ignore it. Find out who this is. Who this is. What this is. This is a, an astonishing illusion. And because it has nerve endings and it's just astonishing. It seems so very, very real. Emphasis on, on the word seems. So you're going along, and I'll try to do a simple demonstration. You're going along fine. You're getting ready to go to work, or and then something, somebody, maybe your neighbor, maybe your spouse, maybe your uh, child, or, or maybe your mom or dad, or somebody, something interferes with your situation in such a way. And I don't want to personalize it too much, but it could be any number of things that arouses anger, that arouses envy, that arouses jealousy, that arouses uh, um, uh, disappointment. That's a very sneaky one. That actually seems solid. You're disappointed in that person or, or in the outcome of something. But what happens when that shows up relatively when that shows up relatively, instead of just receiving that, instead we we personalize it. We put a it's happening to me. I feel we add on, and the very subtle subtle adding on is the area that the where the awareness starts to get more and more clear, less and less pushing, more and more receiving. Ninety ten. More and more receiving the world. It's not just for interpersonal relationships. It's for everything. Receive. Everything is, if you just look at the five sense fields, everything is talking to you. You receive it. And even the mind is just something you receive with. It's not something you produce. The ear can't produce sounds. The mind cannot produce thoughts. Are there thoughts? If someone ha doesn't have the ear organ, you can't prove to them their sounds. So the organs just receive, including the mind. The mind receives, and whatever shows up in the mind, just receive it. Don't uh, abandon it for what it means. Because what is happening is the dependent origination that is totally natural, the, uh, why trees grow, why humans are born, why raccoons are born and die, why this whole situation keeps rolling forward and rolling back, rolling forward and rolling back. It looks like we have some kind of say-so over this. That's an illusion. So what we do is we watch the way something happens and we observe the way we object. 
or we observe the way we agree, or we observe the way we turn away, or just we look at it, but there's something about it that's whatever it may be, distasteful, which is also dependently risen. So what happens is a self-centered aspect of the mind, the unreal part of the mind, which is called the ego, makes use, you could say it this way, makes use of dependent origination and personalizes the dependent origination in the form of, I'm moving my hands, now I'm not moving my hands. Now I'm moving my hands, now I'm not moving my hands. There's no person there. Hands are moving. There's no person. That's, uh, this is talked, outflows are talked about in different ways in different by different teachers and so on. I'm just using that word this way. You're here receiving, 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 and then there's some kind of a response that goes out that is demanding or doesn't want or disagrees or grasps. So we're not trying to get rid of that. We're not trying to stop having outflows. Just be aware of them. Just be aware that you are producing. And and in that way, over time, through what we call what? Practice, you will begin to what you what you produce will be in line with everything else that is showing up a sense of equanimity or equilibrium that, that you don't actually witness someone else might see it you may see it you may not you don't care you're not interested in living up to what a standard give me some questions if you have them or i can continue to talk you said the senses just receive. What is it that produces the Same thing. Dependent origination produces. There's a voice, just like you ask a question. You received what was what was being presented, and then you have an inquiry about that, and then I'm responding to that. Cheese on my. What would it be to? Prioritize receiving over producing. Um, it would be called the path. Yeah, there's the threefold logic. You want to call it logic? There's ground path and fruition, suffering, um, and insight into that. The first noble truth, and the path is seeing what that is. Actually, realizing that, realizing all of those in your mind stream. Is the path so that's but anyone else? Hondabai, you um, just said though it looks like we have a say so, but we don't. How can we prioritize receiving over mm. um, producing? Bye. Just go with what you think is a say so. You think you get to the wall and sit. So we, we actually use that. We think we return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So just, it's not, it's so fundamentally not separate that you can't find a reference point, And therefore, the what looks like a reference point seems extremely real. Our ego seems, our self, our self-centeredness, our narcissism seems extremely real. Just receive that. Don't fix anything. Are we really getting to the wall then? I don't know, how's that going for you? Seriously, are you getting to the wall? Not as often as I'd like. That's a common response. And that, that tells us that there's, there's some aspect of sitting meditation 
of training your mind, of practice that is, that draws us into that because, and I would say, I would uh, concoct something here. I would say because it's, you're returning to a, the natural state of just not much is going on. Very similar to before you became incarnated. You're returning to your true nature. And it's not some kind of oblivion. What about, how do I prioritize getting to the wall? Just continue to proceed in that way. As you've been doing, set up a mind. You're a, you're a fully ordained monk. You live in a monastery, which uh, you all created together because it seems to be necessary to, if you want to do this, it seems to be necessary. You don't have to become a monk. But it seems to be necessary to have some really strong st structure so that we can prioritize just looking at the mind, the body-mind complex, just to observe it. Don't fix anything. Don't correct anything. Those who realize this, uh, like Long Chumpa and, and other teachers, say it's, it's already what it needs to, needs to be. Even Dogen said, as soon as you sit, this is Buddha. It's already the case. What about I'm, um, um, in my personal situation, I'm working minimal hours, I'm doing projects, I'm serving my teacher in um, various capacities for the Sangha. How do I prioritize sitting in that situation? You're already doing it. Haven't you noticed that sometimes you can sit more and you do sit, practice more, and then sometimes it backs off and you don't have quite, quite as much? That's awareness. And that's practice. I see no issue, no problem with that at all. What are you adding on to that? Wonder about um, that I'm not sitting enough. I bet that that you were talking about mm -hmm. that desire to return to that primordial yes. sitting. I see no problem. You're, you're doing what you're asking about, but there's no one that can get credit for that. And as long as there's some kind of a somebody looking for credit, then that will show up no matter what you do. Because you can't, you never can satisfy that. And then how do we see, or take that opportunity, like right now, to see that somebody bowing? Just look at it. Don't, don't move away from what you see into what you think it is. Don't move away from what you see into what you think it should be. Don't move away from what you see and do anything else other than that. It's a, it's a, it is called a direct perception. You're actually training yourself. When you look at the wall, hold still and just gaze at the wall for hours on end, you're training yourself to see clearly. So when you get up off the cushion, you go into what we call, for lack of a better word, post-meditation or your everyday situation, you're there's less likelihood of you to add on to anything and to, to be, to really receive what's happening, to see it until you eventually, just eventually is that kind of word because there isn't anything else we can use. Uh, you just stop seeing anything else. Right now, you're, we're all, every one of us, we're looking at other. The, the, the initial uh, misunderstanding is that there is someone. And then the, uh, the other misunderstanding is that there's something else. That's called duality. And even though that's reinforced by this body, the mind, our thoughts, our ideas, our forms, our structures, our politics, our world, CNN, uh, what uh, your mother-in-law said to you last week, every, all of those things are saying other, 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 other. 
the spiritual path is helping you to see before you go back into this body mind collapses and you realize just through the body mind dying that you didn't die. <laughs> you realize that you weren't your body unless that attachment is so strong that you continue to, to uh, run around like a ghost. Is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. Don't need proof. If you need proof for anything, and it's not that you don't need in some situations, but it's very situational, but you don't need proof for the spiritual path. Something else will start to show up there. It's not about proof. It can be described, if you want a strong relative situation, as unconditional confidence. It's unconditional because you see what this is. You can't, you can't be fooled by anything. This doesn't mean you can't be tricked. Somebody says there, somebody just broke out all the windows in the hojo. You go in there and windows are intact. That kind of thing can work somewhat, but you can't fund it, fundamentally fool somebody or something or some consciousness or whatever dynamic you want to use as a description that is not separate from anything because it doesn't see anything else. The Dharma teacher, he, she, they doesn't see something else, but you do. That's why you're a student, if in fact you are. If you, if you understand what I'm saying to you, I'll never see you again. Necessarily, I may and I may not. Doesn't mean you're going to leave. Lots of ways of understanding what I just said. Divine, how do we know we're a student? I think it's going to show up differently for different people. You're, if I were to talk about how I knew that, is I couldn't do anything else. It was choiceless for me. I had to be there. I had to return to that situation that was very scary for me. That may not show up for you. You may not be particularly frightened of anything. Different dynamic, different kind of karma. You, we bring our karma to the path, and then it shows up in so many different ways. It can show up as, eh, I don't really like this. I think I'll try something else. I think I'll try uh, yoga, which yoga is great. I'm not against yoga. Or I'll try, uh, I'll just go back and go back and uh, had one student years ago, go back into Roman Catholicism. I don't know what that's about, but I, it looks like some kind of karma is taking over in that person's life. It's kind of surprising to me that that's what they needed to do. So it wasn't wrong. It's just they were not ready for this kind of a situation, which is this is it. You're looking at it. And what you're looking at is probably a projection onto what is here. But if you look at that enough without pushing, pulling, Passion, aggression, and ignorance again, then eventually you will see. Is there a guarantee? You don't, don't really need a guarantee. If you need a guarantee, then we're back to materialism again. When you're bowing, yes. I think you've said on occasion that when you were a student of Rupache's, um or COVID, that you didn't practice enough? Yes. What would be enough practice? There's no way to practice enough. 
It's always going to seem like you're falling short. More than likely, I wouldn't say I can't generalize too much, but it's just hard to practice. You always feel like since you're still feeling terrible and still don't get what's being presented to you by the teacher, you just keep returning and returning and returning. So do our expectations get in the way of practice? Probably. Just slow it down. The idea is just to watch what's moving, simply. But that's difficult to do. When you're bowing, what does something else look like? It looks like something we agree with, or we disagree with, or we don't care about. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. If, it, if it's other. This doesn't mean that if I look at you and I think we're all one or something like that. It's, it doesn't have that kind of a, it's not particularly romantic, nor is it, does it lack that uh, aspect or that quality. But that's not the significator that means that we're, you're, because you have a romantic idealism when you walk in the forest and you're all one with the, the birds and the flowers and the cool breeze. More. When you're bowing, will we know if we don't see something else? The, the knowing will happen, but there won't be an identity anymore that is collecting credentials. No one left. There never was anyone there, but it was a concoction made up of dependent origination that gets together in the form of me and what I think and what I, and this is what's happening all over the world. Why I often say, or I'll say it this time anyway, you, you really can't do much about the dependent origination in the world because it is uh, an incredible avalanche that's been falling for centuries. Just the craziness, insanity of the world, just it's getting more dangerous because the you know, since the 1930s, we now have atomic energy. And so that's, and that's, and people, even though they know if they use it, it'll destroy everybody. People keep building up weapons and they have this, I think, you know, we have one of the largest stockpiles of nuclear weapons. Nuclear disarmament is like, it's like they try to take the dependent origination and try to dismantle that. And not, it's not that it's, it's wrong. It's not that we shouldn't try to work on some level with trying to fix or repair things, uh, if we can. But the fundamental thing that is missing everywhere, everywhere I look, not because I'm so special, uh, maybe it's because I'm nobody. Not operating out of a credential particularly. But without seeing who you are, you, not accusing you of anything, will continue to add to the confusion by thinking you can fix it, by thinking you know what's wrong, by judging others who are at the mercy of their own lack of mind training. They're, they find themselves in human form. They have no help. Not because I'm so wonderful or the Buddha is so wonderful or the Dharma teachers of the lineage down through the centuries are so wonderful, but there's not many places this is being pointed out. Even in, on spiritual paths, even on, even in the Buddha's Dharma, there are people who are not actually teaching what the Buddha taught. I'm not going to comment on anyone. But you need to see it. It's done with awareness. Buddha awakened truth. Awakened 
truth. Not, I figured it out. I think I've got it down. I think I can explain it. What I think I can tell you exactly what Bodhidharma, Dogen Zenji, <coughs> Vajra, Vairahi, any, any kind of teaching aspect of the Dharma, including the Buddha. You have to see it. You have the opportunity. You don't need anything else. You don't need to chant anything. You don't need to talk to me, but you might need to slow way down and watch what's happening in your mind so you can find out who this actually is, who this, who you, who you actually are, not what somebody thinks you are, not what you think you are. Coming in and little commentaries on who we are and how we're doing and, and no improvement. There's just what Buddha action. There's only, I think we talked about that recently. There's only Buddha action. There's anything else. doesn't mean there isn't something else relatively coarse. It's a mess. And it's not so much a mess because we need to stop it or fix it. It's just that the attachment to the body and the attachment to the mind creates more and more chaos. The very nature of relative truth is to be at odds. So you don't have to get rid of that. Just see what it is and find out what your actual identity is, which is, if I were to say it relatively, it's a space in which everything occurs. And if nothing is occurring there, not a problem. If everything is occurring there, not a problem. Nothing is a problem. You have to see it. A question from Vishal in San Jose. Uh, first, he says, I hope you are doing well, Sokazan. And his question, after practicing off the cushion, I have old songs looping in my head incessantly, and I can't stop them. Any cures to this? You don't need a cure. Listen, enjoy the music. We'll fight with that. The reason they're looping is you're pushing on it. Or you need a cure. You don't need a cure. There's nothing in there that affects. Be genuine. Be the music rising in your head. Don't, don't, don't necessarily buy into outflows of how to do it, what to do, should I, shouldn't I? You don't have to do that, Vishal. All you have to do is enjoy the music. Be genuine. That music can play forever. It doesn't matter. Take that attitude. You can even say to yourself, thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. And you, if you want to go a little further, you can say, bring on the music. You don't have to do that. Just don't disagree with it. Don't, don't invite it. Don't shut it out. And don't ignore it. Listen. It's, it's like uh, I could give you an example of what I'm dealing with. I have to deal with uh, ringing in my ears constantly. It's called... Uh, has anybody ever figured out how to, how to, the correct way to pronounce tinnitus, the Titanic? Tinnitus. Tinnitus or tin? Tinnitus. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not you, not you. No, you're not stupid. But what you said was stupid. <laughs> See how easy that is to get just all wrapped up in some kind of labyrinth of right and wrong. It's such a, a it's such an incredible, heartbreaking waste of, of human beings, the time and energy to just constantly be at odds with everything. It's heartbreaking to see that and actually know that you cannot, even though I can sit and look in someone's eye and see the way in which they're screwing with themselves, trying to stop this or start that or control this or control that, it's... It, 
it's looking out this way, and I'm saying, look this way, because this is where it's happening at or not happening. Don't add, don't subtract, don't divide, don't do anything with it. And you, if you feel helpless, that's probably it. If you feel at, at the mercy of the songs in your head or the tinnitus, uh, it's, it's just what's happening. It's bird singing. It's uh, dirt diggers digging dirt along the roadside. Vishal says, thanks, I will listen. Good. Uh, and there's a question from Adriana in Kalamazoo. Adriana. How do I know if I am your student? Well, I don't know. If you don't know, you probably aren't. It doesn't mean you can't listen. You should. Li I'm just saying I don't need students. But you may need a teacher. That's up to you. And I would say, don't trust anybody. Don't trust me. Don't trust anybody. Don't believe anything. Don't believe in, don't believe in Buddhism. I don't believe in Buddhism. Buddhism is a raft. You don't have to believe in a raft to get on it and float across this insane stream. Call relative truth. You will, if you do this, if you have what's commonly called fruition, you still still be here. You'll still have breakfast you'll still do all kinds of things you still get irritated with the neighbors mowing the lawns too early in the morning because it wakes you up those will still come and go but they do not occur to an individual being anymore they still occur they still are irritating you don't have to stop anything it's just an astonishing realization and it's available to you but it's not available if you continue to ramp up your ideas about everything and have what? Outflows. The outflows that are unobserved are the problem, not the outflows that observe. If you observe the outflow, you can be insanely, and I use that word, uh, mad at something, and the person next to you will never know it. Because you, you have no need of expressing anything anymore. It's sometimes called responsibility. You're responsible, not a person, no person responsible. But you're responsible for the emotions that are, that are roiling around inside your consciousness. And you appreciate that consciousness that as no one drew down into a form called a human being and was able to meet the Buddha's Dharma and begin to save all beings. Put others before yourself. Others who think they're somebody and think they have to go somewhere and the ones who are in power torture other ones and the ones that get tortured criticize the ones who are torturing them they don't really understand that it's just another aspect of yourself. Drop one fist. Drop one fist. Don't, don't go to war with the other fist. Make no demands on anything. Where's this coming from? I don't know. I don't even think. It's not a bragging point. Oh, Sokasan doesn't think. I wonder how you manage that. No, the thoughts come and go constantly. Aggravating. But there's no one, there's no one thinking them. So there's no one getting the blame, no one getting credit. If you've noticed, if you come and talk to me, it's kind of like talking to a nobody. I'm not even interesting, particularly. But you're very interesting to me. Toji. Toji Bowen. Um, you, you say don't trust anything. Um, what, what role does trust play? Well, it, it needs to rise. 
it may arise. Uh, I eventually trusted my uh, my first teacher. I don't know if I ever got around to trust, trusting my second teacher. Maybe at the end, just before he died, I, it was starting to show up. Just kind of some kind of doubt was happening all the time, but I just did it anyway. I, I didn't have an option. Even if this is wrong, I'm going to do it. Even if, yeah, I don't know how else to say it other than that. And it's different for each person. You may, I may have, I probably do have students that feel like they really trust me. But even trust is without a truster. It's without somebody who trusts. That's where the, we, this, everything starts to get sticky. And then you start to look for results. Or I trusted you and you let me down. Yeah, that, that kind of polarity is, uh, it just perpetuates the whole thing. Painful. More? I told you, Mo. I guess there's something then that it, what role then does doubt, what, what should we be doubting? Well, whatever you're doubting, that's probably what you should be doubting. So doubt, the word, uh, the idea of doubt is used in the, as one of the, one of the, uh, what's it called? Um, Hindrances. Huh? Hindrances. Hindrances, thank you. Good memory. That's one of the hindrances, but I, I don't see it as a hindrance uh, as long as you don't fight with it. Just try not to doubt or try to figure out why you're doubting. I would say whatever's happening, it needs to happen. Go ahead. Yeah, I told you, Bowen. Uh, this came up in uh, a book study this week about someone being concerned. It was a concern about doubt and it, I think you were attributed to having said, if you if you doubt this, uh, go somewhere else, or you should be somewhere else. <laughs> I do say that. Uh, and uh, so we talked a lot about doubt, man. I wondered. You have doubts about you would. You have doubts about me as a teacher? Um, not yep. that are relevant. Interesting way to say it. So I don't mind you having doubts. Like you say, it's the, I don't necessarily believe I might have doubts, but all I'm really asking you to do, if, if anything, is say, if you come this way and you're, you're wearing a Raksu, so you received a Jukai or vows, you received the vows to start putting others before yourself. That's a pretty big vow. I think you have a lot of, have a lot of work to do there, not just you, but anybody does. And I would say, of course, you're going to have some doubts about it, but I don't say you don't have to get rid of anything. I, I using the word doubt, I say, to say it this way, which is a a common expression. I don't know of anything else to say. You could give me the benefit of the doubt, and you could at least consider what what it is I'm doing and teaching. Yeah, I'm sure you've noticed I'm not really asked much of you, have I? In, in the years that we've been uh, have, having a parent a student teacher relationship, uh, can anybody find where I've demanded anything of anybody, including money, including anything? What did I what did, what did I demand of you? Sit a lot. Sit a lot? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> sit a lot. I did demand that. Well, I asked you to. I said you, should, you might want to sit more, practice more. Sit. Train your mind. But even that's not a demand. It's still if someone, if they, if they live in the monastery and they stop, they live here and they agree to do the sitting program or the forums and they stop doing it, they're not chastised. They're just, it's just a suggestion they might want to live somewhere else rather than hearing someone who might want to come here who wants to these forms. So it's a reasonable approach. More. Any questions on uh, Zoom? Gyokudo. Gyokudo Bowling. 
the metaphor of, of sharpening the blade on the cushion to increase your awareness. Um, when you say we're sitting in the natural state, is there another way of saying that that doesn't point to um, having something become dull after we're, we get off the cushion? Does it, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I'm not sure what you want to know. I kind of understand the question, but I'm not getting it. It seems like there's something else that you want to that I could respond to more directly. What do you want to know? Joe what Kupala. is it? Yeah, go ahead. Is um, if if we're not sitting for a period of time, does our awareness become dull? Probably. Not necessarily. The cause and effect situation is extremely uh, complicated and and personal, impersonal. It's just complicated. If you don't sit at all and you never even study the Buddha's Dharma or anything, then probably there's not much happening in that area other than just uh, dependent origination as a human life. But if you hear the Dharma and you begin to practice it, then sit as much as you can. Study the Dharma. You don't have to understand the Dharma because just that you're here studying it is enough. Because you may have to go through uh, some kind of... Uh, intellectual passages where you're not particularly getting what your ego mind thought uh, that she needed or he needed. You might not be getting that, and, and it's necessary to go through that for a while. So you you could say you graduate to a higher level of learning, a, more, a deeper understanding of what it means to learn. Learning is not information, although the whole West is stuck on that, and they test people uh, to see if they remembered what they just studied. Not about that. More. Yogido. Yogido Bang. How does studying the sutras and uh, I guess it's sort of information, how does that help us with a deeper learning? Uh, it just uh, uh, fills up that area of the mind that's generally chattering about stuff and judging things and evaluating everything. So it gives you something to, to something for your mind to do. Besides just run around in circles about me, 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 and what's happening, what well, I shouldn't get this, and I'm not getting that, and I'm still not aware enough, and I'm not practicing enough, and blah, 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 blah. Study the Dharma. Study it a lot. Read books over and over and over again, especially those uh, important texts in the Buddha's Dharma, like the Lankavatara Sutra, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, and, and uh, the works of, as we do, uh, the works of Dogen Zenji. Those are not particularly satisfying from the point of view of, oh, I'm getting so much information. Uh, well, if I were going to give you a test, which I may do, unlikely, but I may, I might, I might say, uh, um, what does uh, Bodhidharma's uh, teaching of uh, Genjo Koan, actualizing the fundamental point? Uh, you're going to be asked that if you're studying to be a Dharma teacher, but you'll, you'll be able to understand, you'll be able to respond to that in a way that, that connects you with what's being asked with the person. But it won't be because of something, of some kind of something you memorized. You just will begin to understand what is the fundamental point yourself. So when somebody asks you about that, you can respond right out of your heart. No guarantee of that at all. You may have to fail at that over and over again before you realize your true nature. 
Carmen, would someone read Carmen's? Uh, I think there's a question there. Hold on, Bowie. She sent a message that went to everyone, but it was intended for someone specific. So then she apologized for that. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to hear that one. Are there any other questions? Yes. How does doubt serve seeing the truth? I don't know. Does it? There's a teaching that is, you know, doubt is just an aspect of consciousness where you're looking for something, but then you have doubts of whether you're even looking in the right place, let alone doing the right practice. But in, uh, in the, there's some uh, teachings in, in the Zen tradition uh, uh, about creating a great doubt, you know, actually deliberately being really doubtful. Uh, so actually reinforcing that doubt. This is what sometimes what the koan practice is about getting you to contemplate something that doesn't make any sense, but as if you can make sense out of it. So I, there might be some some possibility if that's arising naturally in your mind to just don't do anything with it. No, no, from the point of view of relative truth, nothing lasts, but t things tend to seem to or tend to persist if we if we fight with it or we push on it or if we ignore it. We do anything with it at all because anything that arises in consciousness is not separate from anything else arising in consciousness, nor is it separate, separated or separate from consciousness itself. But this has to be realized because this isn't something you can logically, this doesn't work for something to be not separate from the space in which it occurs. Well, that's ridiculous. How could that possibly be? This is here and the space is there. And this happens in the mind stream also. When you have a dream, a dream image comes up in your mind. There's a space there that is created uh, by the what arises. Much different than how it looks here. <laughs> yes. When we see the truth, does it look reasonable? The whole idea of reasonable is no longer applicable. You don't have a position on anything, and and when you don't have a position on anything, then the then the, the what is obvious there is there never was anybody. The person who needed a had to have an opinion, had to have a judgment, had to know, had to join a political party, you know, had to have uh, all of these things that um, materialism tries to get you to create some kind of a position on everything. Otherwise. You don't fit in, or you're, you're not socialized, or something like that. Any further questions? Jusan Bowing. Go ahead, Jusan. Can awareness of outflows feeling feel like shutting down on outflows, Bowing? It can, but just watching the outflow uh, without stopping it without evaluating without judging it without adding anything to it it will tend to run out of steam there's no guarantee there but it will tend to because it gets its its it gets its uh, energy and fuel from being opposed or, or agreed with or or elaborated on or this is what we do with everything we chatter about to ourselves about if you feel um feel envious about someone or something they've got that you don't have or you should have and 
know, you should have gotten credit for that, and yet they're getting all this credit, and you're the one that did all the work. Uh, this is it's just difficult to, to. I mean, if it's your job and it's a very ordinary situation where suddenly somebody's getting a lot of credit for something you did, uh, you know, whether whether it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, however you want to look at it. That's difficult to to just work with that in terms of this teaching. Just watch the outflows. Watch the constant addition to to the of actual even hatred for the person. Do not correct that. If you try to be a person who is not producing, if you're already producing hatred or dislike or irritation for that, if you try to correct that, you create, you just join in the circle of passion, aggression, and ignorance. And the whole thing shuts down and then it goes back in hiding, so to speak, and then comes back out again as soon as it's triggered. So therefore, you have to go through the same damn thing over and over and over. It's called samsara. This is what this lifetime is. Here we are again. Here we are again. And then we go away. And then here we are again. And this is happening in your mind. So when the difficulty comes up, be genuine. Be be the, the situation that's arising. Don't object to anything. Don't agree with anything. And don't ignore it. Some, this, if, if you really are in touch with your own, uh, uh, with your own, uh, what is it, acid and alkali, a kind of polarity like that. If you're, if you're really in touch with the polarities in your mind stream, uh, and, and you don't, you don't try to be a better person or correct something or be less this or more that, you're not, you're not swamped by the politics of your own experience. You know, you just begin to see your true nature. You know, this, this, if this starts to manifest in the world, it manifests more as humility than some kind of a person who's doing really good or a person who's really, really kind and peaceful. It's not a credential. Even humility is, uh, won't be experienced by the person who someone might think of them that way, possibly because of the, of the way they, the way their inaction shows up as presence, but nothing else. Yes, Jessica, go ahead. Jessica Mowing, are there circumstances in which we have to act out or or hook up our vocal cords in order to to see what, what the outflow is bowing? Probably so. You might have to just continue to make a fool of yourself before you really see it. So, so there's no, there's no, uh, when I say don't hook it up, uh, I'm not saying, uh, I'm saying put some tension there, but because of dependent origination, this night might not be time. You might not be able to do that. You, you might need to explode. And I'm not telling you to explode. I'm saying just the force causes and conditions that you maybe have been shutting down for a while and have gotten away with it. But now that you're a meditator, suddenly this stuff is starting to boil up because just the, the strength of the awareness, the strength of your Buddha nature, you could say it if you want to use a relative, is it's uh, powerful. And it starts to show up in the midst of uh, dependent origination and without a position. And that lack of positionality is powerful. That lack of positionality, positionality as someone doing something, someone receiving something, is uh, might open up so much that you 
There might be some thrashing around that needs to happen. Not validating it. I'm not justifying you, you know, uh, murdering your next door neighbor or something like that. that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that some kind of, but it needs to be seen and rather than used as some kind of credential that, well, now I've gotten rid of that. And so I've been through the transformation and now that won't happen again or that shouldn't happen again. Very complicated. Mind is extremely uh, complicated. So since it is so complicated, um, you might want to simplify the whole thing. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind. Find out who you are. Get to know yourself. Train your mind. All the, the help I got from my teachers was encouraging me to, in their own way. Trungpa was, train your mind, train your mind. And Coben's was uh, seeing how full of myself I was and coming in with uh, a sharp finger and pointing to it. Jessica Bowling, um, the areas where we have no say-so, do we have to see that for ourselves, Bowling? Probably do, yes, the way it looks. Jessica Bowling, how do we see not having say-so, Bowling? It, it seems to be just about repetition. Just look at that, the very nature of the question you're asking and how that shows up in your particular life, in your environment, in the causes and conditions that are arising in your mind stream and around you with your mom or with your job situation, your relationship situation. Just look at the movement there without adding on any, no elaboration. Receive it in its raw state, just the immediacy of it, just dependent origination, not the, the complication of adding something to it, outflows. So you might have to watch the outflows for a while to see the difference between the, the what arises out of dependent origination, which what needs to show up because it's showing up, and you're uh, using the very nature of dependent origination to personalize some aspect of it so you can produce a bunch of stuff to create a further illusion of having your own way. And the, the key, the operative word there is, uh, is you or your, your own. There is no, there is no you. So we're already out in having our own way when we haven't looked at the primary misunderstanding with there, there isn't anyone. Realize it. Can think, take a final question from anyone if we have it. Otherwise we can close. Outflows. Yes, sir. Is being genuine not interfering with dependent origination? That's still path. Uh, so be genuine is to to be genuine is a, a, an encouragement to see the way in which you're false, and and to just if you see the way in which you're false, the falsehood starts to crack and break away, and you just watch it do that. And there's no rush. You don't care if it ever leaves. That's genuine. You don't care if you ever become genuine, because what is more more important than that is the fundamental. Your fundamental nature, fundamental truth, ultimate truth. And when that shows up, then uh, the, the lack of genuineness may tend to hold forth for a while. It may not. You're not concerned about outcomes anymore. So it, to go back, there's ground path and fruition to break it down. 
life is suffering, life is difficult, life sucks, I don't know what to do. Uh, I stumbled into the Buddha's Dharma and I hear these that you could actually train your mind to see the truth yourself. Not something to believe. I don't believe in Buddhism. That's ridiculous. But you enter the path, you begin to train your mind. You have a, a mentor or a teacher who has some more experience in understanding than you do. You listen to that person and you, as so far as you can, you follow the recommendations there. It's been going on for many, many centuries. And then uh, if there is a fruition, if there will be no one left. The ground and the path are important. As like it says, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche says, the path is the goal. And it, it's just saying that because the path is a goal. It's just the path. As long as, there's a, as long as we're alive, then it's just the path. More? Mm -hmm. Is another way of saying that, that there's nothing to do? Yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's Coben's translation of the Heart Sutra. Nothing to, uh, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. What's falling apart? Your idea of the world and yourself and everything just coming apart. It's an existential crisis from the point of view of ego and from the point of view of reality. It's uh, nothing happens. Nothing actually happens. That's, that's, and there's no way to, to say that other than just what I just said. It's like, well, why would we even do this? Nothing happens. If we don't get anywhere. If we don't graduate, if we don't have a flash of, uh, you know, something. Very good. We can close. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Bodhisattvas of the ten directions of the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.